da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. So we return live on the Bad About Movies podcast to discuss more throwback episodes. Hey guys, we're all together again. This is fun. This is fun. We're in Kent's new digs. It's great. It's it is perfect great. for recording. I had this exact scenario in mind when I picked this place when out. You, when you built it from scratch. Yeah. It's, it's quiet. This mansion that uh, was paid for by Mad About Movies donators. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. Really appreciate we it. We appreciate you, Godwin. and yeah. uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Joel. and Joel Pixler, especially you. You paid Brent for three months. <laughs> With your donation, but we love you anyway. Did you have to pay for the heated floors? I don't know. No, I but like I, it seemed necessary. Yeah, okay. when you come out of the shower, Brian, you're not going to just step on cold peasants? tile. Like, yeah. like some kind of peasant, right? <laughs> um, so, no, this is a good spot. You know, full of, like, wood grain and very relaxing. Yeah, a lot of know, mahogany. Lo- little, mm. A lot of low light, some marble scattered around. Right. And some incense burning. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is going to be a good time, though. We're going to record a bunch of throwbacks, which we will release over the next few weeks. Um, so the uh, throwback tradition continues on the show. Yay. It's been become my favorite part of the show. I like talking current events, but I really like going back and watching movies that yeah. I used to like growing up or movies that I haven't necessarily seen. I just wish we much. didn't have to get in the same room together. That's all. But it's, uh, it violates our restraining order, but <laughs> I'm thinking for the man fam, it's worth it. So tonight, I'm oiled up. I don't know what you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so our court appointed uh, counselors here to make sure everything. What's going on, good. Ralph? It's good. Big shout to Ralph. <laughs> uh, we uh, tonight are talking a movie that I grew up on. One of the first movies that I really remember being pretty crazy about mm-hmm. when it first came out. Basic Instinct. <laughs> it's actually Showgirls. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven's Showgirls. <laughs> but. Uh, this Imagine is, the showgirls when they were like, hey, don't worry. The girl from Saved by the Bell is going to be naked. And then everyone was like, yeah. And they're like, oh. No. <laughs> that one? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Showgirls remains as like, if you look up top 10 worst movies of all oh, time, it's, it's always on the list. It's always on the list. From the director of Starship Troopers and Total Recall comes Showgirls. Like, what? This makes no sense. Um it's a passion project, I it suppose. It does make sense. <laughs> when yeah. you see the movie. <laughs> yeah, when she becomes an android, you're, you're, you're really you're like, okay, I see the connection Spoiler here. Spoiler alert. Gosh. Sorry. Uh, okay. So this movie celebrating 20 years Man, this summer. I'm old. Men in Black. Mm-hmm. And this is one that really changed the game for summer blockbusters. And I think we've talked about it on the show before that when this one came out, everyone was like, what? That didn't suck? You know, because this was in the times of the Batman and Robins and the Godzillas of the world. And and, uh, it had been basically since Jurassic Park that anything good came out in the summer that really got the buzz going uh, among blockbusters and movie fans. And this was just wholly original in almost every way. And uh, it actually, you know, opened a lot of questions about the government and things like that and aliens and... Uh, it turned Will Smith into a bona fide superstar and uh, reminded people that Tommy Lee Jones is actually pretty good most of the time because the last time we had seen him was as Two-Face, I think, in Batman Forever. Or like, what, His best what, what just happened yeah. there? He got two Oscars. <laughs> he did. Yeah. One for each side of his face. Yeah. <laughs> he, Harvey Dent was best actor and <laughs> right. Two-Face was best supporting actor. It was really cool. Uh, so this movie 
really, uh, when I went and saw it again, I was just completely blown away by it. And still, I think it holds up pretty well, special effects wise and everything. And I don't know y'all's thoughts on it. Uh, but I'm anxious to hear your general thoughts. Y'all were a little bit older than me when it came out, Brian. Yeah. Um, what are your general thoughts on the first Men in Black? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this. I love this movie. Uh, you pair this with Independence Day that came out the year before, and this is I was thir- thir- 14 when this movie came out, and so is that right? Yeah. So like those two movies back to back years, um, that solidified Will Smith as the greatest movie star of all time for me. You know, and and yeah. Uh, I love I love this movie. This Independence Day we did that last year, the year before, and I still have um, a, a soft spot for that movie, and still really enjoy it because it's one of the, the best movie going experiences I've I've ever had. Very memorable in theater and everything, but um, but it isn't. You know that one is a movie that you're just like as an old as an adult, you're like this is pretty stupid. But I just you know Welcome I, I to love Earth. right yeah all that stuff is kind of dumb. This one I think holds up a lot better as mm-hmm. a quality movie. Um, and, and man, Will Smith, this, I think this might be the peak Will Smith's Will Smithness, you know, like his whole, mm-hmm. uh, attitude and demeanor and everything that he brought. This is kind of like swag. A, yeah. The best of, of the best, even more so than, than Independence Day. So I hadn't watched this movie in, in a few years. I had to go track down a copy of it, uh, which I, I gladly did. And it was, man, it's so much fun. It moves at a great pace. It goes quickly. Um, I miss that a lot about this. I, more than anything else, I think this movie reminded me of like, hey, remember when summer blockbusters could be 98 minutes long and not three and a half hour epics and stuff? Like, yeah, it was good point. In and out. And, uh, and it's... Uh, Sonnenfeld did a great job laying this thing out, and his career is really weird, and I don't really understand. I don't understand his his highs and his lows, but this is I think this is such such a peak movie uh, for the time and and for for everybody involved. But so I love it; it's one of my favorites, and uh, it's an it's an easy rewatch for me uh, at any point. Richard, how about you? Yeah, this is a movie I saw. <clears throat> yeah, so so. Kind of the defining, I'm younger than you, Brian. Right. So I was 11 when this came out. No, 10. I was 10. And I'm a, I'm a year older than, than Kento over here. And uh, and so I remember going... So I was kind of... The two defining movie stars of my childhood are Jim Carrey and Will Smith. Sure. Like right in their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I go see this. I'd seen Independence Day. Loved it. Saw it had the VHS. Watched it 600 times. Right. And then the next... And then so go see this. And I remember watching this. This is like the first movie I feel like I watched with, I mean, I was 10, but with kind of an adult eye. Sure. Like understanding the satire of the immigrant thing. Right. And this is a movie that is, the best part about it, I don't think it was ever captured with the sequels, especially not the second one. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's a movie that, I remember my mom being really blown away at this. I went and saw it with her and she really was like probably dreading it and then like really loved it. It's like 30 times smarter than it needs to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And... I think while this is, you're absolutely right, peak Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones is yeah. so good in this. And uh, that kind of died, the droll, uh, deadpan Tommy Lee Jones-ness that sometimes can really kill a performance sure. really works here, especially with like peak 30-year-old uh-huh. uh, Will Smith. Yeah, and, he's uh, kind of like the, the perfect straight man for what Will yeah. Smith is doing in this. And the lower, the lower Manhattan Battery Park kind of aesthetic mm-hmm. of this is so awesome. Yeah. Um yeah, I was I stay I was in I stayed in the financial district. I was in New York last when was I, I was there. 
I think it was when I was there in October last, and I stayed like lower Manhattan, and like I just thought about Men in Black the whole time. Like <laughs> all, the whole aesthetic is so yeah. so based around uh, around yeah. this, and then the 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 gadgetry, and it, it's not a movie that really relies on much. Uh, the CGI, the aliens, and character designs really kind of funny, but like it's really a pretty grounded movie mm-hmm. in terms. And then you have a really, I think, stellar villain in uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is to me like peak. There's very few blockbusters that are better than this sure. in terms of tone and uh, everything. This is a like I haven't seen this movie in years. I watched it last week and kind of somehow forgot how great it is and and it does hold up really well much better than independence day though i still like you right have a soft spot but i'm more of a independence day 2 guy <laughs> resurgence <laughs> i'm a resurgence guy resurgence. yeah i'm a resurgence guy oh, um and i mean that's just who i am right right yeah. no this is this is great this is like exactly these movies we think they come along every year right they yep. don't they come like mm-hmm. every 5 years i would say this is one um, I would say the first Pirates is one. Mm-hmm. Iron Man is one. Yeah, like just a perfectly tonal, yeah, uh, toned summer movie. Ten thousand BC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. um, Avengers is probably one. Sure, um, the first one. But you know, you you think th- summer blockbuster like oh uh, this will you know next summer can't wait to see what it is. But it's like every four or five summers that this yeah, happens, and it's true. a wonderful thing when it does because it's so hard to pull off. Right. I think the perfect example of what you just said is as a kid we got. Independence Day in '96, and then we got this in '97, and we're we're thinking, yeah, this is this is how life is. We're going, and '98 was uh, Wild Wild West, so it's yeah. like, and you know, like, oh, okay, now we're back, you know. Wicked Wild, Wicked Wild, Wicked Wild Wild. Can you blame Jim West? Honestly, <laughs> if you're Will Smith, though, can you blame him for going for Wild Wild West after this movie? And Barry Sonnenfeld's no. like, dude, I, I'm going to do the same thing, but with the Wild West. Yeah, no, that's that should have... he would have been like, oh, this is a can't miss. <laughs> and I get to do a song for the soundtrack? Right. I'm Perfect. in. Yeah. Screw the Matrix. I'll do this, you know? <laughs> Which is exactly the choice he made. You can be Neo or do Wild Wild West. He's like, eh, I'll do Wild Wild West. But, I mean, is, was Kevin Klein in the Matrix? <laughs> yeah, did Kevin Smith have anything to do with the Matrix? Oh, uh, that's no. true, too. Gosh. Uh, anyway, uh, you, you said... It kind of defines an era for you. I Man, this is just the quintessential action comedy, right? Yeah. I think when I think action comedy, I think of this and I think of Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. and I think of Rush Hour. Yeah. Sure. Those are like the three definitive. They're all kind of different in their own way, but this is more the sci fi action comedy and definitive. Yeah, we don't give. I, that's a really good point, Ken. I think because it was kind of over sequelized. I don't think Rush Hour is appreciated enough for being really. We get a lot of requests for Rush Hour and Rush Hour Trilogy throwbacks. I haven't seen it in years. It probably Same. doesn't hold up well. I can't... I just assume it's terrible. Like, I haven't gone back. I haven't revisited that in uh, yeah. 15 years at but least. But that's an important... You're, that, Ken, I'm glad you said that. Because that is... You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. That does belong at least, like, Pantheon-wise with these other two. But, sure. Mm-hmm. But I never think about it. Yeah. And you mentioned the... Because I'm racist, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a Shanghai <laughs> Noon guy. <laughs> No. <laughs> you mentioned the New York aspect of this, and it's so funny that it kind of lifts the curtain on the, when you go to New York, you're walking around, you're like, what is that shop? You know, yeah. like, what are these random bodegas? These bodegas like, surely yeah. nobody shops there, you know? <laughs> and these random buildings that are just huge, and they have like one number, it's like 24 West 4th <laughs> Street, and it's just like this giant skyscraper, and you're like, what goes on in there? Yeah. And this really kind of sheds some light on like yeah. uh, some stuff goes on in there that you might not be aware of the or might not want to know about. Downside about this, and I, I give it a full grade down, uh, is that Tony Shalhoub's in this. 
<laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but uh, this lady, He's an alien, he gets though. shot in the face, though. That has to make you happy. <laughs> but he, yeah, if it had ended there, but it grows back. <laughs> Um, like that's why I like Pulp Fiction so much, just because John Travolta dies horribly. <laughs> you just watch the scene of him coming out of the yeah, bathroom. You just watch the rest on a loop. Yeah. I pause it right after his head is gone, <laughs> Shalou's head, and then I just kind of sit there and enjoy it for a second, and then it goes back. No, but uh, uh, this. So we're watching, yeah, and we're watching Edgar's wife make the sugar water for him. She shows up about twice a year. Uh-huh. I see her in something. Yeah. I go, "Who is that? I know her." And then I spend 30 minutes figuring out who she is. And I'm always like, yep, lady from Men in Black. Yep. Agar. 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 Sugar and water. <laughs> Her name is Slobhan yeah. Fallon Siobhan. Hogan. Siobhan. Siobhan. It's an Irish name. Oh, it's an S-I-O. I thought it was yeah. S-L-O. <laughs> Slobhan's a worse name. Slobhan. Yeah. What else have I seen her in recently? Oh, Forrest Gump, school bus driver. There you go. Well, yeah. I hate her now. That's, That's who bad. she was. That's what I remember. <laughs> okay. She's like in commercials and stuff. Yeah. And I see her and I always go, I know her. She's I have a weird TV memory. A lot. She's yeah. in Scorpion, Brian. So you know that Oh, one. yeah. There yeah, it you is. That. Did you watch- she was in that Wayward Pine show. Uh-huh. Can we talk about, not to, I know we try to stay on topic on these, um, on these yeah. throwbacks. <laughs> we never go off topic. But can we talk about, we haven't really talked about the psychological impact. We, we're talking about Scorpion here. But Brian Bones ended. <laughs> How you did it? Oh, I just how figured you it guys would, it was go going? on forever, man. How, just figured. how have you adjusted to this as a family? Like, uh, well, we, yeah, that's a good, I, I don't know. I haven't been able to explain it to Cooper yet, <laughs> but uh, hopefully, hopefully when he gets older, he'll understand. It was weird. He was David Borneas for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not Angel or Bones, but the actual actor. He was him for Halloween. So that was weird. But it took what? a lot of explaining, but. Uh, <laughs> Parents got it after a while. Is he Eddie Munster? No, David Boreanaz. <laughs> Gosh, what's the problem with you guys? This is why it wasn't appreciated in its time. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, that guy is on my. I think we've talked about this. Maybe I don't know if it was on the pod. Um, Sarah and I have a uh, a list of like people that are definitely worth more than you ever. Think. Oh yeah, he he's making. He's had like he three shows that all yeah. lasted eight years, yeah. and and he, I think he's on a CBS show coming this fall. Yeah. So like. Just rolling. In he money. definitely has people over to dinner like that are more famous than him, and they're yeah. like, "Why is this house yeah. nicer than mine?" It's like, "Well, because he's on on TV for twenty five years, making hundred ten episodes." Yeah. yeah, like Tommy Lee Jones goes over to his house, and right. he's like, "What in the heck?" Man? Yeah, why is he on our street? He's very grumpy about it. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, as ridiculous as this movie seems, you know, as far fetched as it seems, a lot of this movie is based in supposed facts sure. or like eyewitness reports. There are people that have reported seeing UFOs or, uh, I, you know, I was abducted or something like that. And then they report that the men in black come to visit them uh-huh. at their house and that, you know, these men are very mysterious. They wear, you know, suits with a black tie. And uh, those reports spawned a comic book series called The Men in Black. And that's what this was based off of. And that goes but, on today with the whole kind of deep state um, conspiracy theories on both sides of the political aisle that there's this like actual governing body that is, uh-huh. you know, our what we call our government and investigative services are really just kind of shells for this sh- shadow government. I mean, that, that whole conspiracy right. continues to this day. Right. The RIPD. Yeah. Know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that, try, speaking of trying Golly. to capitalize off, the, a, yeah. off the tone and success of this movie. But only like, it'd be like if you tried to rip off Men in Black, but you only saw two and three. 
and then you made worse <laughs> versions of those. And you're like, wait, there was a first one we could have ripped off? What the yeah. what? Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, but super interesting board. kind of side subject to go research is the Men in Black. There are some books written on it. Uh, there's one that's really popular that I'll have to Ugh. look up the name. But it's a really, really weird yeah. kind of like part of the paranormal uh you know, uh, zeitgeist. If you want to go research sure. the actual men in black, it's some really creepy stories and photographs of that have been released of like the two guys yeah. in suits walking around. <clears throat> uh, it's really weird. Also something that this brought to light is, uh, that I'd never thought of, especially at that time was like, there are p- some people could be, you know, like bodies for aliens, right? That, that the aliens could be disguising themselves mm-hmm. as normal people. And there's a really funny scene in the movie where, Will Smith's character Jay goes to the actual headquarters and they show on the screens yeah. all these people that they're monitoring yeah. that are aliens. It's like Martha Stewart. Al Roker, yeah. like random people that are like, oh yeah, he's from the planet Xenon or whatever. Uh, super funny. Yeah, Larry Tony, King Tony was one Robbins. of them. Yeah. <laughs> Larry King made sense because he just looks so weird, yeah. you know, and acted so weird. <sighs> um, but so funny <laughs> that uh, they can take something that's grounded in some kind of uh, reality and make it so fun and uh, it, it's almost like if the Men in Black did exist, they would want this exact thing to come out. Yeah, You're like oh no, that's that's hogwash. That's a freaking sci-fi movie. Yeah, that that could never happen, you know. And uh, I think Will Smith plays a really good kind of fumbling, bumbling, looking for his way kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's but never still he, confident, but he's still awesome. Like he's yeah. still a badass, even though. He does none of the right things. Like he, he blows up stuff he shouldn't blow up, and I love the use of the uh, what's it called the uh, the noise flasher. Cricket. Oh, the uh, oh yeah, the memory uh, memory wiper thing. Yeah, I don't. I forgot what it's what called, it called, but uh, you got it. I just call there. it the flashy thing. I can't remember what it's called now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there has to be some kind of explanation. And that's of, such a good MacGuffin. It's such a good flash. MacGuffin because oh, surely if this stuff was happening, somebody would have come out and said yeah. Oh, I just saw you know these guys arrest an alien on the right. on the streets. Well, if they erase their memory and tell them a side story, that that would explain why nobody remembers. Ever neuralizer, these, neuralizer. neuralizer. I'm surprised that wasn't a toy. I was going to say like. tranquilizer. Like that's definitely not right. <laughs> I would have played, but I'm sure it would have been not approved because you'd be flashing a light in people's right. eyes. But that would have yeah. been such a cool toy as a kid. <laughs> a lot of seizures going on. Yeah. They had that. Pretty sure I had something like that. Did you? No, there was. This- I only had a talk boy. There was this thing that Nickelodeon had released where it was like this screen you put on your wall and they had this flasher and you stand in front of the screen and flash this thing and it like left an impression of your shadow oh, on the screen. Yeah, yeah, what was yeah. that thing called? Uh, Did you guys just notice that? I've never even noticed that before. This movie's so good. There's so much so many layers. When he flashy things uh Will Smith and then mm-hmm. it cuts to the next scene and it looks like this flying saucer coming out of space and then it turns out it's a fish. fish yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. This is a really well shot movie. Yeah, it's it is. Unbelievable it's... for for what it is that it went to this that Sonneville went to these links to get these great uh closing shots and exit shots and stuff like that. It's really cool. And the setup is is good of Emma, of um Will Smith like a FBI agent, you know, he's the best of this craft. He's the new recruit. They've got to replace his uh his old partner who something happened to in the first scene and uh the stuff with the antagonist and the um you never really know who's a good guy in this you know you never really know like well the aliens trying to save the world or you never really know their motivation until the very end right and uh the edgar character 
so weird. Yeah, you D'Onofrio know? is great in this, man. Yeah. I, I don't know how they uh, got him to act like that all the time, you know? We're going to paint your face pale, and you're just going <laughs> to walk around like as if there's an alien inside your body. You yeah. Know? That's, that's basically the direction that I, he was given. I read that he basically... He like he took knee braces and taped them up around his his joints and stuff to where he had to walk with that kind of weird yeah really and uh, this odd limp. <laughs> That's interesting. I did not know that. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. So, the scene, I think the most maybe memorable scene of the movie is where Jay's actually being trained in the building and, uh, you know, all these other candidates are perfectly perfect for the job and he, like, can't sit in the chair right, like, he can't, when he's trying to take the test and, like, the pencil breaks and (laughs) stuff, like, he does some great low-key physical comedy Mm -hmm. in those scenes that uh, you don't normally think of Will Smith as that kind of comedian, you know, you think of Think of him more as Fresh Prince, one-liners, like yeah. really swag-tastic, uh, funny guy. But he does some really good kind of physical comedy in this movie that sure. uh, is really underappreciated. Man, right here. This movie is the so... The only thing that doesn't hold up about it is his wardrobe. It's like, what are you wearing, <laughs> yeah. man? It's most 90s movies. 1990s though. NBA yeah. basketball player <laughs> These wardrobe. These chairs are so great. Wearing yeah. some Timberlands and some <laughs> you know, satin jacket or whatever. <laughs> Uh, the chairs are amazing. What a great gag! You know, <laughs> the uh, this movie is so. I know, I know they actually had a lot of trouble casting it. Right? They tried to get like all three males from Friends, which is hilarious. Yeah, to imagine. did they Just really think about yeah. this movie they, with David Schwimmer instead of Will, <laughs> Will Smith? Smith? Yeah. Um, but then also, like, so they have Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, who are perfect. But then. 
the supporting characters are like really interesting actors, mm-hmm. like Rip Torn. I mean, obviously the, the American goat, treasure. Yeah, <laughs> the goat. <laughs> Linda Florentino yeah. as like a love interest is like a really interesting choice. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, the aforementioned. Uh, it's it's like it's a uh, Tony Shalhoub. You know, even though I don't want to admit <laughs> that, but I mean, it is like kind of an eccentric uh-huh. blockbuster which yeah, makes it work it's like almost, all these yeah, kind of personalities blending yeah, together yeah the casting choices are almost subversive in some ways like you've got, Linda Florentino he had to tell Sonnenfeld had to tell her like you're not going to take your clothes off in this movie like, and just letting <laughs> you, you know, know she front, won this like, movie role in a poker game yeah isn't that Seriously. crazy it's crazy yeah, yeah. But even like David Cross shows up at one point, and that's, yeah. that was a super different casting choice yeah. at the time. We're not hosting Enter Locked Rip Torn's just the best, man. He is great. He, I wish he had peaked earlier in life because we could have gotten a really solid. But now he's just like old and drunk yeah, and, and weird, he, yeah. driving into banks and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. makes him, in terms of at, yeah. way more. <laughs> right. But we we highly support <laughs> driving but, into banks. But it sucks. We only had like a ten year run of yeah. Rip Torn being yeah. funny in movies like. Patches of Houlihan was kind of the last <laughs> hurrah. And that was 10 years ago, but he's so gold. You can man. dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> I fought a man like you in Vietnam. I killed a man like you in Vietnam. Or was it, was it Vietnam or Korea? Korea, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the network executive? <laughs> yeah. That's a great line. <laughs> so great. Yeah, look, I think what is, at this point, what's most interesting to me about this movie, watching it as a, you know, a quote-unquote critic, is how... Uh, limited the the scale is like I think it was really smart to set the entire thing. Why is he trying to put the pencil back together? <laughs> he does not need a whole pencil to do. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, bro. No, you're good. Like I think it's I think it was really smart to set the, the whole thing uh, basically in Manhattan and not try to yep. branch it out into the you know into the entire world. Uh, I think K at some point says there's only there's between 1200 and 1500 aliens on planet earth at any given time. So like it kind of limits the scale of it. And to your point, can like, it almost makes it more realistic and believable, mm-hmm. which is like, this is if, if we had millions of aliens running around, then, then it would become, uh, I think people would know about it. Right. But if we only have like 1200, then it's reasonable that people could keep it under wraps except for the national Enquirer. And, uh, always right. thought, I think that's a really interesting way to kind of, uh, phrase this entire set up and all the, the and, stuff that comes and with it's it. great that that's the only news they read like that's <laughs> right. that's a, there's so many yeah. funny things like satirical things like uh you know the the illegal alien scene to open the film and then yeah that national Enquirer thing like these are the these are the red sheets or whatever they call them like this right. is the real yeah. news is such a funny bit it's a great scene too here where they're doing the shooting gallery mm. And he does. He only shoots the girl in the head, and they're like, "Why'd you do that?" And he completely, realistically explains why she was the only threat. Right. And all and like, just, this guy's just trying to get he's home. He's sneezing. And, yeah, he's sneezing. He's got a cold. I'm not gonna kill a guy when he's down. You know, uh, super funny. I think she's about to start some stuff, man. Also, this movie has a really great um, mystery involved with the whole Orion's belt. The mm-hmm. uh, reveal of that too. It kind of keeps the audience. Yeah, I had guessing. no idea when I got when that got revealed the first time. Sure, I had no, I didn't see that coming at all. They do that's a perfect filmed mystery thing. You never think it's the cat. I don't right. think unless I was just stupid. But well, could be both. But yeah. sure, <laughs> fair. no, I'm, no, I'm tough, with you. but it, fair. <laughs> it opens. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's a really cool kind of twist, but it does open your eyes more about scale, right? Like just because something is so important doesn't mean it can't be very very small. Sure, like our galaxy that we live in in the scale of the universe 
is extremely small, right? We're a pale blue dot, a mm-hmm. speck in the universe, you know, just because it's big to us doesn't mean it's big to everybody or everything. And uh, that's really cool. Like an ant, you know, its entire world is one square foot of, you know, yard or whatever. Uh, and for us, it's it's completely different. But man, really cool reveal. And, you know, name one person who doesn't know what Orion is. You can't point it out in the sky because <laughs> right. of this movie. You know, sure. it's educational in that way, too. So with this and Independence Day, was it Will Smith's journey? Like, I'm just going to. I'm just going to try and tell the truth about aliens for the rest of my career. You know, like it's a, that's all area 51 and all that. This is the men in black. Uh, I'm disappointed that they didn't do the, uh, Phoenix lights, you know, in a action comedy at some point, but that's funny too, where they're, where they wipe the memory of everybody who didn't make yeah. the men in black. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. So any other thoughts on, this or maybe it's sequels because the sequels tried to recapture the the fame Man. and uh, success of this movie, the second one n- to a lesser extent. But I actually really enjoyed Men in Black Three. Yeah. Men in Black Three really yeah. made me miss and, and think about how much I love the first one. I've only I, seen the three once. I need to watch it again. Is you it, should. Does it hold up? Yeah, I think it's movies? pretty. I didn't okay. watch it this time around. I didn't have time. It's got but... Jermaine Clement as the main yeah, villain. Yeah. Josh He's good. Brolin. But how does she compa- How does he compare to a, to a Lara Flynn Boyle? <laughs> well, does anybody? I mean, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Gosh. That's fair. Most two thousand casting and Johnny Knoxville. That's true. I thought it was a really <laughs> genuine. Was a I mean, period. Spoilers coming up now for Men in Black Three. If you haven't seen it, uh, it came out like ten years ago at this point. But um, it, I thought it was a really genuine kind of twist at the end where yeah. Jay. Or Kay was Jay's like father figure right. growing up, and that's the whole reason that he pulled for Jay to be in the Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always wonder why he's the one, you know, why they didn't choose any of those other army men or Navy SEALs or whatever that were up for the role. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, Jay needed Kay at in his darkest time, and Kay needed Jay in his sure. darkest time. Yeah. Kind of comes full circle. These, yeah, these I, I coffee was, aliens are my favorite. Right. Then they have a much bigger role in number. They two. did. They they were like no, they, that ruined it. But it's this like movie, they're great. it's like uh, you know the minions or whatever. Like yeah. oh people like that. We're just gonna make the whole thing about yeah. them. Well, I mean they were great for forty five seconds. They've got to be great <laughs> yeah. for forty five minutes. Right? right. Exactly. The There's weirdest thing TV about Men in Black Two, and like normally I would. I actually do mean this as a compliment. I'll give Men in Black 2 one compliment. I think it's 20 minutes long. <laughs> That's true. It is. It's like 80 minutes for <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah. It is so yeah. short, and I uh, give it credit for that. They put all literally every shit. every frame that was watchable was like, well, it's, I guess we got to stick this in here somewhere. Yeah. Yep. yeah. This is a good scene, too, where they're in like the park, and he's explaining to them him the seriousness of this right. situation, that if what they did was revealed to the world, that... Mm-hmm. You know, it would end the world. Like, all religion would be pointless. Yeah. You know, people would be going insane in the streets. It changes everybody's perspective on right. life and everything. And that's kind of a something you have to kind of get out of the way in a movie mm-hmm. that claims that aliens are real and they're living amongst us, you know? Like, why wouldn't they just tell us? Because it's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense, believe it or not. Makes a lot... This movie makes a lot of si- no, sense, you know, like, it, it, socially. It follows, as we always talk about, the Jurassic Park rule... Of just put a couple lines of dialogue right. that why this makes sense with your particular right. movie logic, and I'm in. Yep. It doesn't Estab- have to establish your truth and then move forward. It doesn't yeah. have to be my logic in the real world, right. but just right. like make a couple things make sense mm-hmm. and don't spend a lot of time on it, and now I'm in. And this follows that rule very well. Gives him the ultimate choice. 
you can either come with me, or you can either stay there, or come save the world, you know? Uh, the only thing Will Smith probably regrets about this movie is that awful mustache. Like, <laughs> what were you doing? Mustaches were in in the late 90s, and one earring, too. Yeah. Oh, of I still, like... Because I'm a child of the late 90s and came in adolescence, I still think the one earring's cool. Like, I would never get one, but I'm like, whenever I see Harrison Ford, I'm like, that looks awesome. Yeah. Just because... You be you, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I wish I was cool enough to have one, because I, I still think they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Men in Black 3 does... It is really... It's, it's what Men in Black 2 should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? the, Men, in Black, Men in Black 3 is like a solid B-plus kind of movie, and that's exactly what it should have been. This is just so much better than it had any right to be. This you know? is one of the... Like three best movies of that year, yeah. I like in so. a weird way, sure. and it's a pretty good year. Yeah. Like, like yeah, this is so much better. It's a great outfit too. Will Smith. <laughs> what is he wearing? It's like a Pittsburgh Steelers jumpsuit with red knees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, super awesome! It From the like Jerome you, Bettis collection. Yeah, it looks like what you wear right before you go to like one of those uh, skydiving places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the indoor skydiving yeah. suits, yeah. the squirrel suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, or if you're going to jump on a Velcro wall, that's also what you're <laughs> Yeah, Letterman style. <laughs> All right, so what, what are our grades here, boys? Wow. This is an A for me, man. Yeah. It might be an A+. Plus. I'm going like, to go I can't, I can't yeah, think of anything yeah. that I yeah. truly dislike I mean, about this movie. It's got Rip Torn in it, so <laughs> bumps it up. <laughs> Enough for me. Yeah. And the noisy cricket thing is a hilarious noisy cricket's bit, funny. Too. That's a good bit. Yeah, the technology in this is really... they. I think they use the... I think they use the technology perfectly mm-hmm. because it's like they show you some of this stuff, but it's not overwhelming you with uh, futuristic stuff. It's just like, and I always love too that the idea of like the microwave and all these other things came from alien species. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really funny thing to throw in. And this that it's thing. kind of like aliens bored in like a bureaucratic line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Checking in yeah. like you're going through customs. It's just a way station. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool, easy Halloween costume too. I was a man in black. <laughs> the year after this, I was a man in black. My friend was an alien, and nice. I was a man in black, so I just had the suit and, and the Ray-Bans. They made the Ray-Bans awesome. Yeah. I, still, I still wear that same pair of black Ray-Bans yeah. like this movie because it's just they so did. classic. They yeah. are awesome. I have a pair as well. And I still listen to this theme song every day. I, get pumped <laughs> I covered this theme song. That's true. In the band, and it was one of our most popular songs. <laughs> Everyone's right. just like, play that men in black cover. Like, Everyone really go fun. check out Forever the Sickest Kids. Men in Black. It's on all Men streaming. Black theme. So, Men in Black theme. That is Kent on keys. Right? We actually, it's a funny story because we got asked to do this compilation Punk called Goes Hip Hop. Punk Goes Crunk. Uh, okay, obviously. Called, yeah. Yeah. How did I miss that? Because Crunk was a super popular term in right. 2008. And, um, and they were like, okay, you got to cover a hip hop song. We're like, okay, what are the cheesiest <laughs> hip hop songs that have ever come out? And we narrowed it down to Men in Black theme and uh, Quad City DJ's Space Jam theme song. Yes. Oh, so yeah. it was going to yes. be. It was either going to be, uh, you know, everybody get up, it's time, time to, to slam, slam now. now, or Men in Black, and we decided to put, like, a hardcore breakdown in the middle of Men in Black. Uh, it, it's like, what's that stand for? Men in Black! And then it just is a metal breakdown in the middle of the song. <laughs> so uh, we made a bit out of it, but people were like, well, that's actually really, really fun. So very fun times playing that one, and the crowd would go crazy. You never thought you'd hear 5,000 people singing, here come the men in black. <laughs> and it was actually really cool, like t- 20 awesome. years later. But uh, yeah, man, I remember when that song was like number one oh, on pop huge, radio. Huge, yeah. huge, man. Well, here's a new one from waiting. Alanis Morissette. All right, Sly Stallone, Isaac Mizrahi, Newt Gingrich. Uh, let's see, who else do we see on here? Martha Stewart, I think. <laughs> uh, Dionne Warwick. 
George Lucas is in there somewhere. That's great. That's not that's not how it happened. <laughs> I'm not a, Robin's hungry. I'm not an alien. Yeah, yeah there a, is George Lucas. That's funny. Follow, um okay. Uh, uh I give this an A plus though. Yeah, A plus. Same. A plus. It does a good blend of the practical effects and the oh his old first grade teacher yeah. was an alien too. That's funny. It might be the most rewatchable of all the blockbusters from this era. Like from between well, Jurassic Brad, Park Broderick's Godzilla in this. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. What, a, what a fine Danny DeVito feature that alien. was. Gosh. I yeah. like how they burn off all his fingerprints and they just assign him a, na- a letter, yeah. you know? Everybody is uh, has a letter. You know the difference between you and me? I make this, I make this, this look, look good. good. And it's like a really, cr- like what now would be a really lame suit. Which is funny. It's got <laughs> fat lapels on it. <laughs> okay. Um, got rid of that Gold's Gym membership, though. That's gone. <laughs> good luck. Go. Gold's Gym. I'm still a member. Oh, look at those shacks, though. Gosh, those are sweet shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot oh, about man, the shack. I wanted those so bad. I had the, uh, I got a pair of pennies right around this oh, time. Oh, dude. The, that was like my big shoe purchase. so peak. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. I wanted that so bad. It was yeah. So the two too, shoes I ever got as a that. kid, I was right there with you, but I got a pair of pennies and a pair of like Griffey trainers. Oh man, I loved those shoes. Yeah, that's I it. Those I never shoes. had like anything. I had else. I had like a secondhand pair of the the Grandma Ma's. Those uh, were awesome. Those were awesome. Um, and I had I had the uh, the Jamal Mashburn Fila's for a while. I so think I had those pretty too. dope. Yeah. Yeah, I was a. Uh, you can get them at like I think I got them at like Marshalls. Yeah, yeah. maybe Ross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still rock the Starberries. What's to this day? What's great is Will Smith's glasses are supposed to be cool. Compared to the Tommy Lee Jones ones, and now the Tommy Lee Jones ones yeah. have come back come and back are so around. much. No one would wear those with me. By yeah. the way, I had a cat named Corky that looked exactly like this cat. For like, I had it for like 15 I need years. to get my cat Rest a... Rest in peace, Corky. I'm sure they make like a collar oh. that's identical to that oh, one. Oh, that'd be cool. I need yeah. to get that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, you're, you're all A pluses all around? 10 out of 10 stars. Yeah. So, here's a question. Could they make a fourth one? They've, I think they've tried that. I think it would be... I think they, they've set that up for... It being... Oh, they're uh, doing 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover yeah, is happening. Yeah, that's happening, apparently. It, it was been so much better if it had been a surprise. Yeah, I'm so bummed about I the know. Sony hike. Because if you guys... If you haven't... We talked about this before, but maybe you haven't heard the episode. So that part of the Sony hack that came out was that there was a plan in the works that they were going to do 23 Jump Street. And about halfway through it, they were going to meet the Men in Black and get recruited. And it was going to be Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh-huh. It would be a surprise Men in Black movie, which would have been so, so cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but it's still cool that it's going to happen and we know it. But uh, but yeah, no, I think, look, I think this could be done. And it's, I don't know financially if it makes sense if there's enough interest. But I think you could do it well. But I think it would be something more where you reboot it than... Yeah. Than you know where this could work is Netflix... TV series, yeah. Where every episode is procedural. You got sure. one alien to find and capture. Just yeah, make yeah it more super about fun. the office than yeah, than yeah. like Agents of Shield. Agents you know? of Shield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right, Ken. That's a good idea. I think they could do that. Can we somehow reverse age Rip Torn to, to be the lead? <laughs> it's not some intergalactic kegger. <laughs> That's his most quintessential line in any movie. He's got like this forty year career, and people just remember him from intergalactic kegger. He's probably been to a few intergalactic oh, keggers. No, no, an old Rip. Yeah, he's most likely an alien himself. I wish my mom used to call me Rip, and I wish it would have caught on because I love Rip, Rip Torn so yeah. much. Rip Barden. Yeah, you were Rip for a while. Yeah. I remember that on your Zynga. Yep. Okay. It's too um, bad that you're Rich Harden now. I wish that. <laughs> I hate you. 
<laughs> All right. So. James Harden, actually. I guess the next time we'll talk about this is when they do cross it over with 21 Jump Street or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be. Not so time. Slim Shady. What's up, man? <laughs> Give me 47 21 Jump Streets. I'm in. Yeah. Love I haven't seen franchise so much. 22 again so yet. I've only seen it, saw it in the theaters. I haven't seen it. I need to watch it again. The scene I said that in the that, other day, that movie when Channing Tatum puts it together that Jonah Hill is sleeping with Ice Cube's daughter is maybe yeah. the when they're at the dinner. Yeah, I that forgot I've about that. Ever seen. When Ice Cube's Ding. at that. Oh! <laughs> so good. So funny. I, I don't oh recall. Channing hilarious, man. Yeah. I don't recall laughing that hard at theater uh, in I died. five years. Yeah. Every time years. it comes oh, on, I was dying. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just waiting for that scene. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, Channing Tatum is. I was talking about this the other day when I was watching the Logan Lucky trailer. Mm. Man, I think we were all so wrong on that. I mean, he's yeah, so yeah, bold. 100%. I mean, I, I look forward to, and he picks his role so well. And he never goes outside of his strike zone. Yeah, and he's awesome. He's man, Magic Mike's actually really good. Too. No, I know if you've never seen that. No, it like, is. There are a lot of guys. I, like, I would never s- watch Magic Mike, but it's a good movie. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen the sequel. Lie. Is the sequel any good? I haven't seen it. Okay. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's, no, uh, Magic Mike's not bad at all. Um, okay, it's funny. So. Uh, triple A, triple A plus for us on Men in yep. Black. Uh, that concludes this 20 year anniversary edition of the Throwback Mad About Movies podcast. Brian, where can we find you on the line? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on all social medias at Richard Barden, or you can find me uh, on the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter. Kent, where can I find you, my friend? Find me on the Twitter, Instagram, the Snap, at Kent Garrison. Find us online on Twitter at Mad About Movies. Continue the conversation on there. Follow us on there and like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes and uh, take advantage of these deals we give you with the sponsors. Uh, the, that kind of helps the show go and keep on going if you if you uh, participate in those. So thanks to Wondery for helping this episode happen, and we will see you guys next week at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Your salad is scrambled eggs. They're calling again.